Welcome everybody to Live Free FM, a new show here on the Sample Hour. Uh, we're bringing back an old show that's actually a new show, and I'm honored to have uh, one of my best friends as a co-host, Mr. Nathan Frazier. Thanks for thanks for doing this show with me, man. Yes, this was actually this was, this used to be my show, and you stole it from me. I did not steal it from you. I asked if you wanted to do it again, and you said no. And then you came here and on my birthday and you said i want to do the show again and i was like okay cool you stole my <laughs> intellectual property drew you don't even believe in that most of the time so well when people are stealing it from me when i'm, <laughs> when I'm stealing intellectual property which is most of the time i don't believe in it but on the rare occasions when i have something that's copywritten or trademarked and somebody's stealing it for oh you're damn straight i believe in intellectual property <laughs> I even had a Live Free FM t-shirt. Nice. I still have a bunch of Live Free FM t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where it is anymore, though, man. I think it, I think it got lost somewhere, unfortunately. It was the uh, Free Market Squad one. Nice. So uh, I'm going to introduce myself real quick because your listeners might not know who I am, and I am very egotistical, and I love to talk about myself. Please do, because I'll just ramble if, if I introduce you. Okay, so I used, I used to do a show called Live Free FM. And Drew actually was one of my very frequent co-hosts on the show. It started out as like a guest thing. I was like, hey, Drew, let's do a show together. And then it was just like, let's do this every other week or so. And then stuff happened in my life. And I was just like, I can't keep doing the show. I'm just too emotionally drained right now. Uh, but Drew, just a couple of, about three or four months ago, you put the bug in my ear. And I was like, no, yeah. I don't have the time. But then you flew me out for your birthday and we had a blast and then yeah. you got me drunk and almost took advantage of me. And then I was like, okay, dude, just back off and I'll do the show. I got you drunk and we, we consumed a large amount of hemp because hemp's legal in Ohio. Hemp. Hemp. Yeah. Yeah. Cannabis. Yeah. CBD, CBD cannabis, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, it was the kind without any THC, so that didn't affect it at all. No, no. We just felt really good and cancer free. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm happy man that you wanted to do this because i know for me personally um i need i need to do podcasts regularly and i've made you know my business an excuse and i and i actually think that was the reason why you got away from the show is because you wanted to focus more on entrepreneurship and um and i think you know we both got kind of burned out on freedom and libertarianism and it was more so like what can we do to be free in our own lives and that was well let's start businesses and now we want to do the show again so we can talk to people about what they can do to be free in their own lives so it's a nice circle right it is i think more of like a spiral though we're almost back where we started but it's not exactly i think we're in different places that kind of harmonize with where we used to be yeah, I agree, man. Um, I know, I know personally, like, I think COVID would COVID-19 overall, like that, that little shutdown, like, even though I had like this big oh shit moment of what am I going to do about money and all that other stuff. And then like with all the restaurants closing, but it was a good, like, you know, a good time for me to take a bunch of personal inventory and think about like, okay, what have I been doing the last four years? Okay, it's cool that I don't work in corporate America anymore, but, you know, what What have I really been doing? You know what I mean? But, and and I, missed, I missed podcasting. Like, I'd really missed having these conversations. I think it's really centering in a way to have these conversations and, and talk about uh, what the way we approach living. You know what I mean? Or, or living free um bro first of yeah. all uh i kind of had the opposite 2019 huh. was like my best year i've ever had in my business by the end of 2019 i was clocking like 13 to sixteen thousand dollars a month and that was just through client work and sales of my own stuff and it was freaking amazing and then 2000 uh or yeah that that was uh, 2019, 2020 hit all the restrictions hit two of my bit, two of my clients went under like first or second quarter of the year. Um, and then my own sales started slumping. And then 
bro, I just got so like focused on all of the, and I don't want to say this in a insensitive way. I don't want to say this in a dismissive way to anybody who like might've lost somebody to COVID-19. And I'm not like one of those conspiracy theorists that thinks that uh, it's just a giant psyop and none of it actually took place. But from what I could tell, just looking around in the area that I lived in, the way the news was making it look was totally not what matched up with the reality that I was seeing. And between having two of my favorite clients go under because their businesses got boarded up and they couldn't do business. Uh, and then all of just the fear mongering propaganda that I saw through it right away. I think, I think me and you probably were having discussions about this at the very beginning being like, how are people falling for this crap? Yeah. Oh, I mean, do you remember in our mastermind? I was, I mean, I was just like, well, fuck this, man. I'm, I don't care. They're not going to keep me in my fucking house. I'm going to go to Toledo and I'm going to sell in goddamn grocery stores. Uh, I, I created my, I think th I sent you my, I showed you my essential business paperwork, didn't I? Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote it up myself. I, I'm, uh, I actually found a Rumpke letter because Rumpke did that for all their people. And uh, one of my friends knew somebody from Rumpke and they're like, go oh, martial art, they're, they're shutting us down. And I was like, man, I don't fucking care, man. I'm going to, they can arrest me. And then I just kept going back and forth from, to, I mean, it was nice because gas went down to less than a dollar a gallon <laughs> and that was cool. And I, I spent, I, I really spent a ton of time with my family in Toledo, reconnected with a lot of old mentors um, in entrepreneurship in Toledo. So like it was good, but it wasn't good business. I mean, now, now business is, is really booming. Um, you know, but it's also like, I'm not, I'm, there's still changes in my business, but it's also more freeing. I think I, I realized, I think the biggest thing, man, was, you know, I was, I was paying too much attention to like, I was on telegram, uh, looking for all the alternative information I could find. It was just this fire hose of, of just information coming. And then I was just like, man, I gotta turn all this shit off. Cause what is this doing to make me money? Well, in a way too, it was, it was kind of all consuming because even though I didn't buy into all of this stuff, two things, number one, I could have been wrong and it could have been captain trips and it could have killed 90% of us. So I was, yeah. I had that halfway in the back of my mind, but the other thing was just watching everybody just volunteer up all of our rights. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have to travel. Yeah. We don't have to hang out with family. Yeah. We can just stay boarded up in our houses. Like watching people just volunteer for that was horrifying to me. Cause I was just like, what the fuck? Don't you remember any historical things like this in the past? Like you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile and they're never going to give it back. So it, 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 and it was like the conspiracy theorists were all like, Oh, today it's, it's mandatory masks next year. It's going to be mandatory vaccines. And most of the we world, are. it seems like that's where we're at. And they're talking about vaccine passports. And so when you have, I guess as entrepreneurs and as, as uh, people who try to kind of take control over our own mind, it's a really good thing to be like, Hey, don't let all of the stuff that you can't control consume you. But at yeah. the same time, like this is a massive restriction on our previous lifestyles and the things that, that the freedoms that we used to enjoy and take for granted, a massive constriction on that. And to just be like, Oh, I'm just not going to worry about it. Cause it's something that's out of my control. I just wasn't able to do it. So it definitely got to me. Yeah, it got to me too. I mean, I don't know anybody that died of COVID. I know a whole lot of people that got COVID and enjoyed getting paid vacation from work that didn't affect their sick days or anything. And, um, but I, you know, I had a couple of friends that got super sick and ended up in the ICU and, uh, they recovered. Uh, but I know two people that overdosed too, and they're dead and they didn't come back and i think a lot of that was from covid and now the number one i think the number one killer for men in our age group is o Odin. 
I mean, it's 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 really bad. It's up there. It's not number one. Maybe in our age group, I think overall heart disease was still the biggest killer last year and cancer was the biggest killer. And both of those, yeah. I think, had a spike because of people not going to the doctors because of COVID. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it was weird. Like, I, I remember I went and I got a physical. Um, I had to wear a mask while... Uh, you know, the doctor touched my balls to make sure I didn't have a hernia. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? I feel this is so weird. Like, this is already a weird thing to do. But now that, like, it's COVID, it's like, what the hell is this, man? Like, I, um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, uh, it, it's, it's concerning. I, I am happy that, you know, um, my girlfriend was, is, was locking step with me. Like, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask. My daughter's not going to wear a mask. My daughter's never going to see me wear a mask. I remember when the shit was going down or, um, you know, I don't want to put too much for business, but there was like a, you know, I probably shouldn't share this story, but I don't know. Like it was basically like the, the, her daughter was given a mask and she was like, no, she's not going to wear this. Like never, she's never going to wear this fucking mask. Like that's unacceptable. Uh, I'm not going to have her do that. I don't want my child traumatized. And, you know, I wonder how many children now, I, I you know, I, I always thought people should wash their hands more. So maybe this is a good thing. People are washing their hands more, but you know, how many kids are going to develop OCD now in schools because of daycare that, oh, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Um, and that now they're just coming out and, and admitting that, oh, yeah, we knew the whole time that uh, COVID doesn't spread through surfaces. It's like, no shit, it doesn't spread through surfaces. And it's, it's, and it's also just the, the hypocrisy of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, um if you if you want to make a difference you know you got to lead by example and i think you you have to it's it's really interesting to see um now when i wear a when i don't wear a mask uh i think it's shifting from people like being like oh, you got to wear a mask to like you don't have to do this i don't have to do this yeah that's for me that's the main thing about it is Unless I absolutely have to, I won't wear a mask. And there are, there have been occasions where I absolutely had to. They were just like, no, you can't shop in here. You can't come in here at all. And I'm like, fuck. The airplane, you can't wear, you can't wear a bandana. I know. I, and, the, and the funny thing about it was they stopped me for wearing a bandana. And they said, because I flew out there to visit you, a, what it was a month ago, a month and a half ago? It was almost two months ago. Yeah. Okay. So I flew out there to visit you. And they're straight up mask Nazis. I was wearing a bandana. When I do have to wear a mask, I wear a bandana because, and I fold it up. So like the bandana is only covering the bare minimum of my face. And it's I'm totally breathable. I'm like underneath the bandana and down by the bottom of my face, it's just wide open. I'm just breathing out all of my Corona all over everybody uh, and breathing in everybody else's Corona. And I don't give a fuck. Uh, but they wouldn't let me on the, on the plane like that, but they let me wear you. When I was out there, you hooked me up with one of your gators and that was yeah. easier to breathe through. Like I could feel my breath going right through it. It was, it was like basically the type of nylon that we used to put pull over our heads when we would do stick up moves. Not that I ever did that, but like, you know, in the movies or whatever, um, yeah. <laughs> but I could breathe right through it. And they were like, Oh, that's cool. As long as it's not a band Dan, I was like, this is just, theater but uh the i think the didn't, the didn't the pilot say something funny too when you're on the plane like hey i know it's silly yeah yeah and i think speaking to what you were talking about how like now they're like okay there's no difference between six feet and 60 feet and this new study that that did a, a bunch of the different schools they found no difference between three feet and six feet so three feet and 60 feet, basically, there's no difference as far as communicability. Um, now they're saying, yeah, it doesn't, we can't transfer it on, on surfaces. Um, and I don't want to downplay, I did catch Corona. I actually. You're I, fucked up from it. 
weren't you? Uh, I, it took like a, you said, it took you a while to get your smell and taste back. Yeah. So I got, I got it. Uh, I was sick for three days, like sick, sick, where I just didn't want to get out of bed. Uh, and I did get out of bed because I had to shovel some snow, but I got out of bed. I, I, for that basically, and that's it. And to eat. Um, and then I felt better after three days, I felt better. I still had body pains, but I was done with the flu like symptoms. And then on the fourth day I went to go get something to eat and I bit into this hamburger and I couldn't taste anything. And I was just like, Oh, you, you're fucking kidding me. Uh, and my taste was gone for about a week, uh, four days to a week smell for two weeks. I couldn't smell anything at all. Uh, and then it came back, both my taste and my smell came back. Like one, the first thing I could taste was oranges. The first thing that I could smell was grapefruits. Hmm. Um, and then other smells would come back. Now I'm fine. But honestly, I've had the flu like four or five times really bad in my life. And every time I've had the flu, it was worse than what Corona was for me. So uh, for me personally, it's my anecdotal experience, but Corona was like, the most mildest flu that I'd, that I'd ever had. So I don't get what, to me, it was like, yeah, this should just be, we should just be spreading this around and getting as many people immune to it as possible. But that's not medical advice. That was just my feeling after I got it. I was just like, and then I, I have a bunch of friends that have gotten the vaccine and every one of them, the vaccine has fucked them up worse than Corona fucked me up. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with my mom's been sick for eight weeks. She got the uh, Moderna ones and she barely has been able to work for four weeks. And then she went and got her second one. I talked to her yesterday on the phone. She's like, oh, I just have a sore throat. Oh, you know, I was sick. And it's probably because Corona would have been really hard on me. I'm like, God, but then it's, but it's also like, this is the weird thing is, is the same people that are insisting on getting the vaccine are people that will say you can't trust the drug companies oh you know the drug companies but they're all on prescription drugs too it's so it's so weird it's oh you can't trust it's like well yeah no shit pfizer's paid then doesn't pfizer didn't they pay the largest criminal fine in u.s history i think it was but, pfizer yeah and every like every new every three weeks there's a new class action lawsuit for some pharmaceutical drug that the fda said was safe that all the scientists that worked on it the the experts that were supposed to trust they said it was safe and five years later it's people are dropping dead from it the long-term side effects oh i guess it wasn't safe and and not just that the just the the idea of this growing up as a liberal like i was a hardcore liberal as a kid and one of the things we always said was there's no there's no long-term viability for a business to cure people yeah you want to keep people having to come back over and over and over again, take your product over and over again. And that's how you, that's how these greedy corporate that's pharma. The, pharma that's why the booster shots are coming, man. Exactly. And it's like all of my liberal friends who my entire life have said, you can't trust the pharmaceutical companies. They're just there to keep you sick and dependent. And I'm just like, does that all of a sudden no longer apply because and I think it's just because, I mean, the entire media apparatus has become a marketing department for farm, big pharma now. So uh, everywhere they look, they're getting the same message over and over and over and over again, which is vaccines are safe and we can't get back to normal until we have the vaccine. And people are just, they're just retarded. And I'm a marketer. I understand marketing works. And, but for me, man, watching all of this, I'm just like, don't you get this is just marketing? You can't tell a difference between you can't tell the difference between the science and marketing. And apparently most people can't. Yeah, it's really nice to see uh Doug Gottlieb going on, who's on the board for Pfizer, and he's uh he's an expert in in COVID. <laughs> he's he's someone they go to, it's like they don't see the conflict. Like most people don't even know that he's on Pfizer's board. It's like what the What's wrong with you guys? The other thing that I noticed, which is, um, and actually, you know, I want to shout out Sir Real Estate. He pointed this out at that dinner party was it's they're selling people on the hero's journey. So it's like everybody 
who has fuck all going on thinks that there's some fucking hero now when they wear a mask, when they get a vaccine, when they, it's even like, you know, my, my brother, um, he would, he'd be like, argue with me. Well, there's about a 50% efficacy on masks. I was like, okay, send me the studies. Mm-hmm. I want to see them. And then I sent in the study that was taken about what killed most people during the Spanish flu was people not wearing, not washing their masks. So they would get sick. And he's like, well, duh, yeah, wear, wear the same pair of underwear for 30 days. And guess what's going to happen? I'm like, so you think people are cleaning their masks today, man? Because they're all wearing their stupid cotton masks. And they all think it makes them safe. And it, and it doesn't. But, you know, it makes people feel good to, to wear a mask and do that. Like, you know, I, 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 I did do that. I mean, if... I do. If you're not giving me money, I'm probably not, or I don't need to buy something from you. If money's not involved, I usually won't wear a mask. Like we were, we were going to have Christmas Our Christmas. We've had a Christmas Eve party in my family every year since I was a kid. Like we've never missed a year. So this year they were going to do it. And like all my family voted for Trump, man, like on this side of the family, they all voted for Trump. However, like that the the whole idea that trump only trump supporters don't wear masks or it's all the trump it's all bullshit because it's i think it a lot a lot of it's generational a lot of it is social shame like they also live in a very nice neighborhood to where if they saw a bunch of cars parked out there and people weren't and then people weren't wearing masks coming in they're what are the neighbors gonna say which i don't give a fuck what my neighbors say but i mean you've You've been in my neighborhoods. It's not that I, that's not that big of a thing, but so they wanted us to wear masks. We were gonna have the ugliest mask party, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Like I went up there, and then I went out to dinner with them, and they're like, "Oh, so you do wear a mask?" I'm like, "Yeah, the health department isn't cracking down on your house. It's cracking down on this restaurant. So I'll wear a mask, and then I'll take it off as soon as I get through and I go to the table, and I'm gonna sit here with you guys, and I'm gonna talk to you." Cause you're my family and I love you, but I'm not going to wear a mask in your fucking house to be relegated to the basement. If I don't want to wear a mask because I'm already going to walk through your house to go down the basement. So what was, what was the point of that? And, and I just think it's like this, the cognitive dissonance that's going on for people. Um, and then if, if you just use logic or it's like, I, I went to college to be pre-med. I mean, I have a pretty, I've worked in hospitals. I'm not saying I'm a doctor, but I do focus a lot on health. I read a lot about health. Um, you know, I, it, it's very much a reason why I'm a farmer and the, I do the methods of farming that I do. But if I have an opinion, oh, you're what? Since, so you're a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor, but I just know that if, if all you're doing is, is drinking soda and eating gas station food, you're going to have gut problems. I mean, it's, it's pretty, oh, mixed in with natty daddies, you're going to have gut problems, <laughs> which I've had this conversation with people before. It's common sense, but it's like the idea of, it was kind of weird. I felt like we went through this period where people were questioning their doctors and now we're back to the point, well, the doctor's saying this, but it's like, well, who's telling doctor what to say to you? And it's all pharmaceutical companies, man. I mean, just like what you were saying, it's like they're, I mean, you know, good for them as marketing, you know, but (laughs) bad for us as society. Yeah, I refuse to work with any pharmaceutical companies and i have friends that are marketers that have left the pharmaceutical industry because they're just like yeah i can't do this anymore um my personal bias comes from the comes from the fact that my mom she got prescribed two different she got uh two different antidepressants one from her therapist and one from her primary physician or primary care doctor and neither one of them was talking with the other one and the two caused my mom to have a heart attack and die very early on. Um, she, she died in like her early fifties from it. And so I've always had a, and, and just the fact that she was just always on dope. Like they had her legal dope. They had her on all kinds of uh, prescription drugs that drove her crazy and uh, made her turn into a zombie. Most of, most of my life. That's what I remember her being like. So I have a very healthy skepticism of the pharmaceutical companies but uh, yeah, I, I just don't get like, you got to trust the experts. And, and I get it. Like 
I'm a marketer. And if I, if someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, we need a marketing plan. And I start talking to them and they're like, yeah, but we don't want to do that. And we don't want to do it that way. And I'm like, dude, I'm an expert. Trust me or don't trust me. Go somewhere else. So I get the trust the experts thing to a degree, but you also got to be able to like, just look around and see that this whole thing is nothing like what they were saying it was going to be. They were saying 2 million Americans dead by the end of 2020. They were saying they were watching the, uh, the, the videos or they were showing the videos of people just dropping dead in China, left and right being like, this is coming to the entire world. And which was pushed by their company, TikTok. Yeah, exactly. And you, you were, you, we got all these horror stories of uh, if you don't wash your hands, you're going to kill a grandma. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill a grandma. And now it's, if you don't take the vax, you can't get back to living like normal. And when I walk around, it's not, it's not the thing that they make it out to be in the media. Yeah. There are some hot spots. Yeah. There have been more deaths than normal for the amount of population growth that we have. I think it was by, a small, maybe like a one digit or, or, uh, but look um, at the age. I mean, that was a huge generation that's dying off. Yeah. I mean, and, that's and the other thing. That was the thing too, is like the average age of people dying from it or is in their like eighties and the average age of, of death in America anyways, is like 78. So almost everybody that was dying from it was already past the average age or life expectancy age anyways. So, uh, I don't know, man, but it does feel like we had this, we've, we've been suffering through this mass hysteria for the last year. And I feel like actually you were a blessing in my life because early on you were like, Hey, check out this Dell big tree guy. Hey, check out these no agenda guys. And so I had like, I had you to kind of, even though I was, I was smelling some bullshit. I had you to be like, here's some other people that are also smelling bullshit and they've got the time to go through and dig. So you might want to check out what they're saying. So uh, I appreciate you for that. And very early on that, I mean, that was back last year in April when we were having these conversations. So we, me and you, we never bought into the hysteria, but I did watch the whole world around me go insane. And it feels like it's, it's starting to kind of like people are finally starting to be like, okay, maybe we overreacted or maybe it was dangerous, but we're overreacting now, or maybe it's, it's going to be soon. It's going to be safe to go back outside. It feels like the spell is starting to lose its effect, but who knows? I mean, I've I never I thought think people it's, would be as stupid as they were. So I think there's some really, so what I'm seeing is, um, this is some really interesting stuff and, and it's like, it's because of COVID, but it's not like, so restaurant sales, um, are picking up now restaurant business, like they're the business, like a lot of businesses now are doing more business than what they were 2019 this time of the year. Now, the other thing to take into consideration is the amount of free money that's going on. And the fact that people um, got paid more money than they ever made that were working a bunch of shitty jobs, right? So they can't, uh, the, the rate of dishwasher, like the average dishwasher was, uh, was going to make in Columbus because it, it's such, like, the economy is still doing well here, um, was like $16 an hour. And it was like, just to run a fucking machine, right? You're not even hand washing dishes. And so it was like, okay, but now every chef I'm talking to is working like 60 to 70 hours a week because they can't staff restaurants can't staff. And a lot of people that like just got used to making this money that had never made. Cause I think it like a lot of people were making like a thousand bucks a week that never had. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because unemployment is guaranteed through September. Is that what you're talking about when you're saying people making a thousand dollars a week is yeah. Unemployment because unemployment, sorry, I should have said that. So there was unemployment. There was the multiple stimuluses that we got. So, um, there is also, uh, I mean the PPP money, a lot of people abuse that. Um, there were, they, I mean, there was ways around it. Like a lot of people took advantage of free money, which 
I'm all about that. Take advantage of free money. If someone's handing out free money, go get some free money. But at the same token, it's, it's so people are now, they have, now people are leaving their house. They're seeing, okay, it's not as bad, but also too, I think people are just over it. Um, but the biggest thing is they don't want to be shamed. So I know when I go into certain places where people have a lot of money, it's a game that they're all playing with each other. And it's, it's like this, it is kind of like that North Korea shit that Michael Malice talked about in his book. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's because people are just going to rat each other out type of deal, but it's mainly people are just going to shame each other or they're going to get canceled or something like that. And um, I just think people just need to not care. I think if I, you know, one thing that's, that I notice is my buddy, Luke, who stood up and man, he's, he's right. His restaurant's right near the state house. He got hit with the riots um, right when they reopened for people to come in and eat indoors in Ohio it was June. The riots hit about George Floyd and he got looted. And like, he, like they had, he had to bring, I mean, it was bad. They had guns that they brought in. Like he had uh, his AR and I think his brother who works for him has had his AR and they were like, it was pretty crazy. And Luke's just like, fuck it, man. I don't care. You can live life at your own risk. And it's just like more business owners need to stand up like that. More people need to say like, hey, listen, no, if you want to wear a mask in my establishment, please do. Like, but you're not required to do so. And I think if people did that and just weren't afraid to stand up, but a lot of people can't argue, man. A lot of people don't know how to argue logically and say, okay, well, if this is that, then like, like this, like, I mean, like well, people keep going. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I went to school before Columbine happened. And immediately after Columbine, they started doing things. They started doing like mock lockdowns in the school. Yep. They started training the kids on lockdowns. Active shooter. Yeah. And back then, the girl that I was dating, her little sister, they started doing lockdowns at her school. I was, I was already dropped out of high school by that time, but uh, her sister had lockdown drills at her school. And I was like, they're just training kids to be ready for lockdown. So by the time this generation is graduated, they're just going to be accustomed to the fact that the government can lock people down. And she was like, Oh, that's just a crazy conspiracy theory. Yet her sister is right now the, uh, 20, mid twenties, um, person out there that has been trained their whole life that it's okay for the government to just do lockdowns. And they didn't offer her entire generation. They didn't offer almost any, uh, resistance at all to all of these lockdowns. It was the people from before that generation. It was the people in their forties, fifties, sixties. They were the ones that were really like pushing back against the lockdowns, but the kids that have grown up doing three or four lockdown drills a year, they were just like, oh yeah, lockdowns. This is just like in school, but uh, in the entire world. Hmm. I was thinking too about September 11th and flying before September 11th when you didn't have to take your shoes off and all that shit. And uh, a part of me too, I feel like going through TSA and participating with their body scans and all that stuff that they have, like, just pretty much bullshit that these companies create to, to, to sell, to make money. You know what I mean? With TSA and all that shit. And a part of me too. And I think it comes from the same place for me. Like when I'm going to an airport, I don't really want to deal with, like, I'm a big guy. Like we're big guys, right? Like we're used to being singled out. We're used to somebody wanting to fight us for no fucking reason. Cause we're bigger than them. And they're like, Oh, I don't mean something if I take that guy, you know what I mean? And I think like, so it's like, I don't want to bring this attention to me because I already bring a lot of attention just by being me. And so I think it's like a part of me with like, I'd, I'd listen to Davi Barker talk about it back in the day. Like it was some game to him and he flew all the time and it was, he loved fucking with TSA. And for me, I, I was just like, listen, I just want to get in there, get to the bar, have a few drinks before I fly. Like, and I just want to chill because it's kind of stressful to fly and all that stuff. So whatever, I'll take my shoes off. Let me just get through here as quick as possible. And that was my goal. I'm going to get through as quick as possible. 
And I feel like when I go to the grocery store now and I mask up, that's, that's my whole goal. Like, yeah, it's a marketing opportunity to wear the sunglasses, the hat and my, my gator. And, um, and so I, I think that the reason why I'm bringing this up is like, I, I, I always feel like a part of me dies inside when I hustle through TSA and I'm not like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Cause you don't really have to do that, but it's also like, you know, pick your battles. So it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I value my time. Like I'd rather go read a book and have a beer that, or do something like that or have a shot or something or, or start a conversation with somebody than fuck with some underpaid cop reject at TSA. Who's not that smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's also as human beings, we have a tendency to adapt to things. We it's like what, we buy something new and it makes us happy for a couple of days. And then we're back to our baseline again, uh, or something bad happens and it makes us depressed for a couple of days. And then we go back up to our baseline. It's like, we got this thermometer inside of us. And when it gets too hot, we figure out a way go, to go back to being cold. And if it gets too cold, we figure out a way to go back to being hot. Um, and a lot of these things like the TSA, pissed us off for a couple of years. And then we're just like, okay, I guess this is just the way that it is. And I worry that that's, that's how that's, it's going to be with a lot of these restrictions. It's going to be like, well, we're pissed off about it for the first year, but then we're just like, oh, whatever. But I will say this when I'm walking through the store and I'm it, where I live at, I'm seeing more and more people not wearing their masks. Yeah. And I, I think too this the fact that Florida got rid of it in Texas, the fact that the UFC just had fifteen thousand people at that last event, and we're not hearing about all the people getting sick in Florida. Like it seems like more more restrictions, more illness. Yeah, I, it, which is the you bring it up with people, and they're just like, oh no, I trust the experts though. Uh, but. Um, Appeal to authority. That's the fucking logical fallacy. Even though your logical fallacy thing is, this is not for scientists. It's like, fuck you, assholes. I appreciate your your art and I have your poster. But they have and like, this isn't for scientists or that. And it's all about climate change and all that other shit, which is just like, they're the experts. But it's like, well, what is this climate science? Oh, it's just a glorified anthropologist who if the, when the, when the actual satellite readings disagree with computer models, well, the computer models say this though. Yeah. But your actual raw data says this. And it's, it, and, and I think that's the game they're playing. I mean, the fact that the PCR would is the whole basis of what the whole detecting COVID went by with all these positive cases. And the guy that created it said, it's not designed. Who's who ironically died in 2019 said so this isn't this test is not designed to find viruses or this uh, process isn't designed it's not even a test it's designed to find viruses but not infections i think because you can have the virus in you at a very very tiny viral load that doesn't mean you're infected in infectious i don't know contagious infectious whatever. infectious or wait, contagious yeah it doesn't mean you're contagious but also too the the one study they did of millions of people that just showed that asymptom asymptomatic transmission is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was millions of people. I mean, it was like a real study, not like a bro science study that they do it on it labs, a double blind study of 17 people. Yeah. So, <laughs> but what I was going to say is this, sorry, that's all right. Uh, walking through the store and I see four or five other people not wearing masks we always just kind of like look at each other and smile. And we, at least for me, it's like, yeah, four other people get it. And that was last week. And this week when I went to the store, eight other people, I saw eight other people that get it. And next week it might be 16 people. And the week after that, it might be 24 people. And the, the, uh, I don't know which way we're going to go, but it seems like having been having been somebody who's followed this stuff since pre 9-11, I've I've uh, I had a buddy that back in Oklahoma City, when Oklahoma City bombing happened, he was like, man, there's something fishy about Oklahoma City. You got to look at this. You got to look at the structural columns. You got to look at this, this and this. And I was like, all right, Shane, you're crazy. I'm not. 
going to look at all this because you're crazy uh, Zog Zionist infiltrated government guy. And I'm not going to go down that road, that road with you. But then when 9-11 happened and I was like, okay, well, there is some fishy stuff about this. And then the Patriot Act happened and all of these encroachments on freedom happened. And I'm like, yeah, there is some weird stuff going on and the global response to it. And now with COVID and the way that they're responding to that, a lot of people, like back when I was first looking into all of these like libertarian ideas and anti-authoritarian ideas, it was a very, very fringe minority. And I'm going to say it's still a fringe minority, but it's a much larger fringe minority. I, I, I would piggyback on this. And we had a conversation about it. It's like people like us, I feel like we have a responsibility to be conspiracy therapists. And, and we talked about this a little on the last show. Like, oddly enough, so we went to the hotel um, before that same dinner party, man. Like it's, you know, things are, you know, the simulation's real in a lot of ways, in, some, in my opinion. But uh, we went and this guy. Um, which which hotel, which dinner party are you talking about? It was for the No Agenda with Sir Real Estate Dame Ashley. So it was like I went to a meetup and a group of us have continued to have dinner parties and hang out. And they're just great people. And, you know, they, they think similar. And so we, we, we're leaving. We're going to check out at this hotel. And I can hear these two people speaking clearly and hotels are kind of different too. Like not everyone mess up in a hotel cause you're like, I'm staying here. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna wear it. You know what I'm saying? And also there's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down about how I feel like corporations have used COVID to justify really shitty customer service and apartment complexes have used it to cut down on them anemones like pools which the covid's your least thing to worry about if you're in a fucking swimming pool uh you know not basically okay we don't have to pay as many people because of this and it was originally well we don't have as much business which was true and it, and it might have more to do with the fact they can't hire people but anyways fast forward get back to where i was going before i get on a rabbit hole is um this guy, we, we were around the corner, and these, there was these two gentlemen not wearing a mask talking, and we get to talking to the guys, and we're, it's just nice, and then we, we start, um, the guy was talking to us about, yo, you know, you, not, you can't drink tap water, because there's stuff in it that calcifies your pineal gland, and, we're, and I was like, okay, I can talk to this guy, and then it's, they're all kind of like the same, arc, I guess I would say archetype, it's like, they're, they're older people that once would question things. And I would say they're more working class people. Like this guy used to be a cop. Then now he's a private investigator. And he said he, he took a charge for menacing in Cincinnati because he didn't wear a mask. Now, I think if you get super confrontational about it, it's one thing. And certain people, if you push them wrong, they'll go there. And he used to be a cop. So he said he's in deputy, he's in, uh, he said he was in, uh, he was at risk. I need to follow up with the guy of losing his license and stuff over. But it was like, but basically to get back on the story. So we, we have a nice talk and then we go out to, to the car and here they come and it turns out they're parked right next to us. And we ended up talking to the guy for like 30 minutes. And, and it's kind of like the same. And I've had a few conversations with these people are like, yeah, I wasn't awake for a long time. And then I probably woke up like three years ago and COVID just really solidified things. So it's, I feel like there's this new wave of people getting pushed to the fringes of where you and I have been existing most of our lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like you were, you're older than me and you were pre 9-11. I probably didn't start to come to terms with things until 2007. And that's when I went, watched America freedom to fascism. And that was just this whole rabbit hole for me to go down. Um, but I was already kind of on this rabbit hole because when I was in uh, college, and I saw like how surgeries really should only be done if it's like anything that's invasive should really only be done if, if you're in like this life-threatening thing, like how surgeries kill people or just like a lot of people don't know that chemo kills 50% of the people that get the treatment. It's not the cancer, it's the chemo. So, you know, when you look into like, when you actually, when you actually read research papers, 
um, on the J store, which if you can get a J store subscription, when you, I'm not saying research papers that is put are pushed by pharmaceutical mainstream media, but actual scientists are doing um, that are just like, Hey, I'm studying or they're doing it in the like original way that uh, colleges are supposed to work. You actually, you, you can open up your mind to a lot of things. And I think, so that was it for me, but now here we are, you know, fast forward and I'm 36, you're in your forties and we've been, we've been friends because of this fringe and now it's becoming more and more mainstream. And it's like, it was, I mean, it's just like people are like boomers are sitting at home and they're getting on Facebook and they're messaging people saying they just killed the Pope last night. And it was like, I, I don't think they killed the Pope last night. You know, I don't think that's true. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just like, it's weird to see what COVID has done to a generation that would never believe that our government could do something like 9-11 mm-hmm. or Oklahoma City bombing or any of the nefarious shit our government has done. Like my buddy Dutch, um, who I, I'll probably start doing more podcasts with again here soon. He said, you know, I don't really get into conspiracy theories because if you actually look to see what our government has done, it's far more fucked up than most of these theories that people think that, oh, they are controlling us. And it's like, man, our government's done a lot of fucked up things to our own people. And now people are just kind of waking up to this fact. And so like, I think they need people like us to be there to say, okay, well, look, I understand that, but we can't control this. What can you control? What can you do to be more free in your own world? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, talking about at the beginning beginning of this. Um, I guess for me, the two things on that, number one, the more, the way that these people, they, the, the Illuminati or the Vatican or the, the Jesuits or the Masons or the Zionists, the world economic forum. Yeah. Whoever it is. I think it's, there's a lot of people working together towards these things. Um, Obviously they want a more controlled planet. They want more control over us. They, our freedom makes their job difficult. And it also, some of them, I don't think they actually believe all the propaganda that they put out. I don't think they actually believed all the stuff they said about COVID. I don't think they actually, and and they just got it wrong. Uh, I don't think they actually believe all the stuff that they say about climate change. I don't think they actually believe all the stuff that they said about terrorism during the war on terror. But I do think that they believe that we are on a rock flying through space with limited resources and they don't trust the majority of us to act responsible and uh, ensure that those resources are widely available for their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren or their great-great-grandchildren. And I also think that, uh, I mean, just take a, take a five-minute stroll through your local Walmart you, you can kind of understand where they're coming from when you look at all the people and you're like, wow, look at this guy in this little go-kart shopping cart. And all he's got is $50 worth of processed food, a bunch of donuts, uh, sugary cereal, a bunch of Coke, not cocaine, but Coke products, Pepsi, whatever. And this guy's so fat, he can't even get out of this little, he's obviously going to die of diabetes and when you look at like the mass consumption, I feel like uh, Pinocchio. Do you, do you remember that Disney movie, Pinocchio? Absolutely. Remember when they went to the island and they're all playing poker and pool and smoking and drinking and then they end up all turning into donkeys? Yeah, because they were acting like jackasses. Yeah, I kind of feel like that when I'm walking through Walmart. I'm looking around and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I can see why these people that think that uh, our freedom is too dangerous, I can kind of look around and be like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I don't agree with uh, their ends or, or what they think, you know, what they think the, the ends justify the means or whatever, but I can see it. But that being said, I still want to live responsibly. I still want to live free. And I also feel like the more that they push towards 
having more control over society, more control over people's actions, more people are going to wake up to what's going on. More people are going to push back. And I think that it's healthy to have that pushback. I think that if either side gets too complacent is where we have uh, the problems. And when both sides are pushing back against each other, the control versus the chaos, uh, I think that there is a healthy balance there that needs to be achieved. And um, that's a very nuanced way of looking at things, I guess. No, I, I agree, man. I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, you know me, I like looking up poor white trash slurs. My new favorite one is ditch pig, which if you look up the original definition of what it is on Urban Dictionary, it's totally different, but it's still hilarious. And it's some funny ass rabbit holes you can go down. Um, but yeah, I think that I, I understand. I mean, look where I live. I mean, there's people aren't really operating on a high frequency. Most people, and I, I think a lot of times that people don't even know that they can, they don't, they don't know of a better way to live. I mean, our, our education system has failed them. Um, their parents have failed them. And, you know, it, it'd be easy. It's, it's just like when people go down the hole, um, I like I understand like you know well when I was on Telegram and we talked about it in the last podcast we did like I was following like a few Nazis on Telegram because I really wanted to see what they were saying and it was so annoying to me because it's like okay I could see I understand why like their whole saying was there is no political solution and I understand that but I don't agree with them you know what I mean like I think that it's they're they're really close they're they're really like short-sighted about a lot of things. And I think that that's, that's, that's in the same way when we look at these elites um, who think that, oh, poors or this or that, or, or when we look at these socialists that are saying, oh, we need to have $15 minimum wage. And it's like, yo, that is a war against the working class. That is a, that is a mechanism to pin the working class against each other. Like nobody's saying like let's let's have companies a hundred employees and above pay more than minimum wage. Like that's I'm okay with that. They can afford that. They're big ass companies, but a mom and pop shop, they can't afford that. I mean, like they're now working up to one employee, so they don't need to have one employee. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I think it's going to come. I mean, like I pay. I would like to pay somebody fifteen dollars an hour. Like believe me, I think if I could find somebody worth $15 an hour. They, you know what I mean? But uh, so in a roundabout way, so I don't ramble too much. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, it's short-sighted to think that, uh, you know, to just say, now I see where they would say, oh yeah, people have so much freedom. They're going to kill themselves, but it's like, well, it's kind of their right. Right. Like it's kind of like, uh, they're going to kill themselves and they're probably going to take the rest of the planet with them. So that's where it's like, okay, I can see where you're coming from, but I yeah, can, but I don't, I don't, actually I, don't agree. I don't agree with that. I think this planet, I mean, there's plenty of things that are probably going to kill us before we kill ourselves. I yeah. mean, there's to be honest, I mean, it is, I mean, it's, there's, there's plenty of things out there that can kill us. I mean, like you have to live life at your own risk. I mean, I, I take risks. People thought I was dumb for, you know, I had a good corporate America job. You know, I was making six figures and it was just like, but I wasn't happy. I mean, I wasn't, I was a lot less confident back then. You know what I mean? Like we, when we were doing the old show together, like I was working and, um, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't own my best 40 hours a week. I didn't, I didn't give that to myself. And now I give that to myself. So a lot of people don't understand how you could even do that. And I think that, you know, our system in place in this country is actually pretty good if you understand how to do it. I mean, it's geared for you to have a business. That's for sure. If you don't have a business, we don't really care. I mean, the, the government doesn't care about you unless you have a business. Uh yeah. And I think they don't even really care about you if you do have a business. No. I think we're more so business friendly than an entrepreneurial friendly than 99% of the rest of the world. Um, I really have to go pee 
and then I want to go okay. for a walk. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We can end this now, Nathan. I got stuff I got to do too. Um, thanks for recording with me. And if people want to listen to the other shows you do that aren't on this sample hour, how can they do that? So right now, the only other show that I'm doing is I do a, a monthly show with Brett Vinat of School Sucks Podcast. It's called Emotional Manipulators for Hire. And just subscribe to Brett's School Sucks Project on your favorite podcast app. And that's the way to find that. And uh, I think that at least for the near future, these two shows, your show and Brett's show, are probably the oh. only podcasts I'm going to be doing. And uh, I will be relaunching the Dark Arts of Marketing as a newsletter. So maybe next time I'll have that prepared and we'll be able to let people know how to get subscribed to that as well. Awesome. Well, hey, man, thanks for doing a show with me. And thanks for uh, helping me remember how to be a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting me on. I had fun and I'm going to go before I see my pants. Sounds good. Later, man. Thank you.